welcome back, you wonderful person, you. We're so glad you decided to join us for another exciting edition of the Broadway Bulletin. For starters on this episode, we head to the Nederlander Theater for the show Mr. Saturday Night. This is a pretty decent show. But I tell I can tell it wasn't your cup of tea. No. Um, the comedy is very good and perfectly timed. I mean, it's Billy Crystal. I got to see Billy Crystal live. Uh, and he's fantastic. Um, he's a delight. Really delivers. Overall, the show was just very underwhelming and meh. The set is very, very simple. It's effective, but at times just leaves a lot to be desired. It almost seems like a rehearsal. Um, okay. Here's a table and a couple of chairs. You know, the their apartment is the most set we get. Okay. And that's two doorways and a couch. Okay. That we really kind of get a real set. Everything else is just like a projection or they use the screens behind them and they fly in a bench or something. You know, it's like, oh... Really, you didn't have the budget to like do a set. It's a musical, like. Yeah. Um, the music is decent, but not necessarily memorable. Like, if you asked me to sing a song for you from the show, I got nothing. Um, the lighting is, for the most part, fantastic, and the projections are also pretty cool too. I gotta okay. give that because, like I said, they've got these screens in the back that do most of the, the set. Um, so that's that's worth noting. There really wasn't much to the choreography, but that's completely okay as the music didn't really call for much choreography. So, you know, sometimes that's just the case. But when there was choreography, it really wasn't bad. It, w- it really was what? It really wasn't bad. Ah. It was pretty darn decent. The daughter's storyline seemed a little forced and kind of not necessary. It, like, the show probably could have been... It could have been fine without it. Okay. So I'm just kind of like, was it put here to be here? Shoshana Bean was great in it. She sang brilliantly, but I, we, it's, it's a tender moment between like a daughter being like, I've been a jerk to you and I'm sorry and let's try to mend our fences and that. But it's like, I don't... Eh, why? Um, besides Billy Crystal, to me, the real stars of the show are the ensemble. There's these three ensemble members and... They are the definition of character actors. Okay. Um, the number of roles they play and the way they play them is absolutely brilliant. And and they define, like, comedy and all that. The faces and the accents. And I was really impressed with them. They are fantastic. Also worth mentioning is the fact that the show references the history of comics and comedy, which I really appreciated. Um, I thought it was really important for audiences to see kind of where comedy has come from and evolved from and so they really that and it was a true thing like you they had this moment where they they were at the i don't want to say it was a shriners club but it might have been but they had all these pictures of famous comics on the wall richard pryor and the marx brothers and things like that all there and you could see i was like okay great these are the great legends of comedy and to point them out and to explain who they were and everything like that i really appreciate it this is definitely a show for a specific audience of an older age and generation. You know, this uh, this is not going to attack uh, or attract a um, a younger crowd. The allure is Billy Crystal, but 
But the thing that I was left wondering kind of the entire show is in the middle of our season, right? Uh-huh. All the stories being told. Why is this story being told? You know, we ask on the show, is the show relevant? And I left being like, what purpose is this show serving in this season? It doesn't seem to fit. I don't understand why why this story has to be told now. So that's why I left and I was like, eh. Okay, I can see that. You know, I, and I don't want to say like the performers did a bad job. It's still Broadway. They did a great job. But I was just like, I don't think the story has a place. You know, older white man who wants to have a second run at his career. He's not struggling or anything. He just wants to do more with it. Okay. Great. No one's going to stop you. I mean, yeah, it's like, I, of all the things going on and all the stories being told, that's the one, anyway. So, it's for a certain generation, it's for a certain audience. And there is an audience for that, that was pretty much a sold out crowd. And the audience enjoyed it. So, I don't have to like everything, and everyone doesn't have to agree with me. And that's fine. If, If they found an audience, fantastic. You know what the important thing is? People are going to theater. Fabulous. Please keep going to theater. Takes all kinds of kinds. Tickets for the show, playing at the Nederlanda Theater, are on sale through September 4th, 2022. Rounding out our show, we head to the 59E59 Theaters, for their Volt series. The first show we saw was Lucky Star. So this was a heartbreaking and important story. A detailed story of a Jewish family in Poland during the invasion of World War II and the subsequent imprisonment uh, in a concentration camp. That's not what I would have expected based on any of the context clues I just read. So there's a guy, uh, a, a brother and a husband, who like... He was he he owned a travel agency before the war started, and he knew that the war was coming. He knew that the Germans were getting ready to invade invade Poland. Based on like as he was booking travel, he knew that they had taken over Austria and whatnot, and they were stationed. They had troops massing on the border of Poland, and he secured visas for his whole family. And they're like, "We need to get out," and the family chose to stay. And like, it'll be fine. But he got he and his wife got out. Mm-hmm. And he made it to America. And the story is basically the exchange of letters that they had. But the his mother and their family called him the Lucky Star. As long as you know we had the Lucky Star. Keep writing us. You are a Lucky Star. That's why the play is called that. Okay. Um, I love the historical references. They were great, and 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 included. You know, the expulsion of European Jews from America at this time. The prevention of Jews being allowed in America. You know, kind of a shameful past. What can we say? Also, the German horrors, including censorship and laws prohibiting them to work, requiring them to wear badges, and etc. When you read, when they're reading the letters being sent from Poland, you know, they couldn't say, like, it's horrible conditions and we're doing this. They had to be very careful with what they said because the Germans would read everything. Right, well, and it's important to remember that 
it didn't go from nothing to concentration camps. No. It was there a, was a build. Yes, and it shows that where they got, they were in an apartment, and they were in a smaller apartment, and they got moved to a ghetto, and then like we finally got an apartment by a, a train station, and it was like, oh no. <laughs> like, we all knew what was coming. It was a simple set with a couple of tables and a bench and chairs. There was two sets of stairs, one like a stoop on stage right, and then like a fire escape on stage left. And the back of the stage were screens used for projections of like different letters and documents and that. Mm-hmm. And then there were like two doors that would create a different space, like um, in limbo, or they could create death or transcendence the way they lit it. If okay. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. And the lighting was very beautiful and subtle, basic white and shadows. Um, when we were in America, there's a lot of amber, but when we were in Poland, a lot of gray, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, costumes were also minimal and of the period. The armband, uh, armbands, the badges were quite shocking. I mean, I think in any show, that kind of stuff is very shocking. Um, I love that all the actors played the many different characters. Mm-hmm. From, like, the young boy, they they choose that the, the lucky star decides to... Um, guardian or the judge or what have you how many actors were total uh let's see there's two four six eight nine i think okay um so the first act was certainly stronger than the second the second didn't seem as connected or concise. There was, it was more like a scattering of thoughts and ideas that weren't really tied together. So, like, the first act we learn at the end is supposed to be, like, we find out we're, like, at a lecture. Mm-hmm. It's about a book. This, this guy who wrote a book based on these letters, and he's presenting it. And at first I was like, you're the narrator. Okay, that's what we're getting into. We all knew there was an intermission. We read our program. But then his son shows up and... and the second act explores the relationship between father and son and kind of how the grandparents, who's the lucky star, died in a car accident. And the son's father connects with the boy who his grandfather, the lucky star, tried to guardian when he came to America. I mean, you you sound confused and that's, yeah. It, yeah. it asked more, it created more questions and answers. And to me, I was like, answer the questions from Act One. Because they told us that these were the most detailed letters that survived from before the war through concentration camps. Through the end. And I was like, we, we got all the way up to before they were sent to the concentration camps. So let's find out what happened. And we never did. Those were the questions we went into Act 2 knowing, and then we went completely a different direction. So that's why I was like, Act 1 is stronger than Act 2. Mm-hmm. Um, but, with that being said, it's an overall fantastic performance, great delivery, brilliant acting, brilliant storytelling, and it's a very important story to tell. Tickets for the show playing at the... 59 E59 Theaters are on sale through June 12th, 2022. And this concludes this episode of the Broadway Bulletin. Be sure to tune into our next edition coming out every Tuesday and Saturday. So until next time, I'm Andrew Cortez. And I'm Hope Bird. Reminding you to turn off your cell phones. Unwrap your candies and keep your mask on. And keep talking about the theater. In a stage whisper. Thank you.
If you like what you hear, please leave a five-star review, like, and subscribe. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Stage Whisper Pod. And feel free to reach out to us with your comments and personal stories at stagewhisperpod at gmail.com. Our theme song is Booga Blue by U.S. Army Blues. Other music on this episode provided by Glad Rags and Billy Murray. You can also become a patron of our show by logging on to patreon.com slash stagewhisperpod. There you'll find all the information about our backstage pass. Thank you so much for your generosity. We could not do this show without you.